Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I talk about media and whether or not it has aged like fine wine, and I whine about it. Um, today's um, victim honored guest is 1953's Niagara, starring Marilyn Monroe. Miss Marilyn is a married woman in this movie. Her name, I can't, her, oh, her name is Rose in this film. Right. Um, lovely. So we start off, there's a couple, Polly and her husband, and they are going to Kanata, to Niagara Falls, on a belated honeymoon. I don't see why Polly's like, uh, but we have to treat this like a normal honeymoon because supposedly they got married earlier and they didn't go on their honeymoon immediately after their wedding. So this is like belated honeymoon, but I don't see why that would make it any different from a regular honeymoon. If, if you catch my drift, but they're making big deal about that. So I don't totally understand that, but they make it through border control get through a few questions the dude's like the border patrol guy's like so what do you have in your trunk the husband's like oh just some some books and Polly's like ah you're bringing those with you when I'm here too ah you silly goose so like we can see that they have a pretty good relationship all I can think is how did he catch a woman as beautiful as Polly? Because she is sort of, um, she's a catch, definitely. She is a different kind of pretty than Marilyn. I think she's more like, like Marilyn's very seductive looking. Polly's, the, I don't know the actress's name, but the character Polly, her actress is very, um, classically beautiful, I would say. Um, so they show up at their cabin at Niagara Falls, and, uh-oh, the cabin that they were supposed to stay in, I think it's Cabin B, the people who were staying in Cabin B before them haven't checked out yet, uh-oh, so, um, Polly and her husband are like, no, 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 it's fine, we'll just take a different cabin, it's okay, but is this really okay? I don't think it, like... They don't put somebody into the same room the same day that you... The same morning that you check out, I don't think. That is definitely not how hotels, cabins, motels work. Um, but Marilyn's like, oh, I'm sorry. My husband's just really sick. Um, I'm going to try a Marilyn voice. I'm sorry. My husband's very sick. Um, he went out late last night. And only came back at 4 a.m. So he's just only now gotten to sleep. So she's like, uh-oh. But she's like, I need to go to the store. So she's like asking the cabin owner, hey, can you like keep an eye on him just in, like, just in case he like wakes up or something. So Marilyn goes and gets changed. The Polly and her husband get put into a different cabin than they originally booked. Um, hope they didn't pay pay a premium for that one cabin, because otherwise I'd be like, I don't know, I'd definitely be annoyed. 
But Marilyn's like, oh, you'll... Rose, not Marilyn. Rose, the character. She's like, oh, you guys will love it here. My husband and I have come here so many times just to bring back that old spark. Um, so we get all checked in. We have Rose get changed into her first good outfit of the film. Well, first good outfit. First good outfit that she has is the robe with feathers on it that she comes out in. Because she's just... Well, she hasn't just woken up. She's just pretended to be asleep. Because her her husband came back from his late night walk. Um, So she pretended to be asleep when he got back. So she... When she heard the knock on the door and the guy was like, Girl, I thought I told you to check out. Um, She's like, oops, sorry. So she comes out to go to the grocery store. And she is in a lovely blue outfit. Um, I thought it was really cute. It was like very businesswoman. I think it was pencil skirt with like um, sort of a blazer. Is that a blazer? Um, it was, like, very working woman-esque. You know what? Sort of looks like, um, like a diner waitress, but without the apron. And it made her ass look huge. Oh my god. They have a shot of her walking toward, she, walking out of the cabin area. And, like, it just, the outfit made her ass literally look humongous. Oh my god. And her walk was hilarious. It was like, you can tell that she was thinking, I have to walk, and the walk has to look amazing. You can just see all of her mental energy going into that walk. <laughs> um, so, Polly and her husband are like, okay, now that we've gotten into our other cabin, the one that we didn't book, but that we were put in because the other couple didn't check out in time, haha. Um, let's go out and do some Niagara Fall things. So Polly and her husband, they jump on to one of the little tour boats and they have the really cute sort of dorky rain, rain ponchos. Whenever I see them, I'm like, I would wear that even if it's sunny. So my taste is like absolute crap, but. I think that they're really cute. So she and her husband are like out on that boat. They come back and now they're just doing like touristy things like taking pictures and stuff. So the husband is taking a picture of Polly with the falls in the background. Um, And he's like, go go back further. So Polly's like inching backwards. Girl, I would not inch backwards without a fence behind me especially if there's a sheer cliff face right there because he's like telling her to back closer to the edge of the cliff at Niagara Falls like nah all I could think of in that scene was an American Dad episode where um Roger the alien gets thrown off of Niagara Falls and that's all I could think of when I saw her like inching back closely to the edge of the falls But she inches back further and she turns her head a little bit to the left. Lo and behold, Rose isn't at the grocery store. She's getting other things. 
Um, so Polly sees Rose making out with this other guy that is not her husband. Shocker. So Polly's like, oh my god, um, just take my picture. He. So she smiles, and then she like immediately runs back to her own husband, and she's like, he's like, oh my god, what happened? And she's like, <laughs> it's nothing, and just sort of laughs it off. Like, good on you. I wouldn't want to be getting involved in like somebody else's marital affairs especially if it's somebody that I just met and yeah good on Polly for not touching that yet well good on Polly for not touching that with a 10-foot pole um so later that night um there's a little shindig happening at the cabin area so Marilyn Marilyn's character Rose is like Ooh, I guess we finally have some kids staying here because they're like playing music outside and dancing. It's like cute and all. So Polly and her husband are there doing like a little dance together. It's like romantic or something. Um, so Marilyn's like, oh my god, I keep calling her Marilyn, but she's playing Rose. That's my bad habit, calling him, calling the actresses and actors by their names instead of their characters' names. So I even end up confusing myself, but that's my own issue. So Rose is like in the shower um, and she has a shower cap. No, not a shower cap, a swimming cap on in the shower. Like, hello, a swimming cap. So she's like in the shower. Her husband is like, did you get the cigarettes for me from the store? And Rose is like, yeah, they're just in my coat pocket. This ma'am, she's not good at being like a girl boss. Because she left um, a little inkling of her cheating in her coat pocket with the cigarettes. Unless this was like planned by her. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was. No, wait. Actually, I think it was. Was it? I don't know. Anyways, he op- he gets the cigs out of her coat pocket, and in it is um, a coat check ticket. So like, they don't like don't exist anymore because like nobody does this. But like, little ticket to claim your bag or coat at like um, a restaurant that you leave at the front desk. Um, so he finds a coat check ticket with the cigarettes and he's like all sort of pissed and moody about it. But Rose doesn't notice this because she's in the shower. So she steps out of the shower, takes off her swimming cap, and obviously her hair is like all done up. I, I would think that the steam would ruin the style that she had, but movie magic. So she steps out of the shower. Also, she's not wearing like any slippers or flip-flops or anything in like a cabin shower. Even if I owned the cabin, I think I would wear like Crocs in the shower. But I don't know. That's just me. And also this is 1953. So they, they didn't have Crocs back then. So I won't, I won't blame her too much for this. Um, so she steps out and she's like, can you light me one too? Like, can you light me a cigarette too? So he like hands her, he gives her a cigarette, puts it in her mouth and she's like, ooh, 
I'm like glad that there's some fun happening around here now. So Rose gets all dolled up, her husband stays in, and Rose ends up going out to Little Shindig happening outside. And now she's wearing a very simple hot pink dress. And I think this is the dress that's used on most of the promotional photos for this for this film. And the dress itself looks very... If it was on anybody else, I would say it looks cheap. But Marilyn looks great in, like, potato sack anyways. So she's, like, wearing it. And it looks great on her. It has a little cutout in the front. Um, it's very... It's honestly very modern. In terms of... I can... It looks like a dress that somebody nowadays would wear. Like... If they're like an Instagram influencer or whatever, somebody would wear that dress. So Rose is like going, she goes up to the guy that's dealing with the records. She's like, can you play this one song? And it's a song that she chooses specifically to sort of aggravate her husband. So she puts the song on. Then she saunters on over to Polly and her husband and lays down. And that's when I noticed the dress looked, like, really good after being, like... After dismissing it, sort of. But it looks great when she lays down. So the song's, like, playing. And then the husband comes out. And he walks over to the record player. Picks up the record and just smashes it. Cuts his hand and walks back into his room. And Rose is just watching this. And she has, like, a smirk on her face. And she's like... Hmm. Like... I don't know, I was like, I think it's a bit cute, just seeing the smug face after deliberately making your husband look like a crazy dude. Um, I don't know. (laughs) And the dude is like, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. Sir, you're not doing a great job making yourself look not crazy. Like, okay. So then... Polly and her husband go and get a first aid kit to, like, help Rose's husband. Um, so they, like, bandage up his hand. He's like, I'm not crazy to them. And then they're like, okay, dude, whatever you say. Um, so then he's also just, like, dumping, like, so much info to Polly. And I'm like, you're traumatizing this poor woman that you just met, like, earlier that day for no reason like dude why are you divulging all of this information to this stranger like okay um so we see Marilyn like running around her wardrobe in this film is very simple especially compared to other films like um how to marry a millionaire and gentlemen prefer blondes this this wardrobe is very simple but i think it's it's definitely because she's playing like not a rich character but like a middle class american so of course she's not going to be extravagant with jewels or furs um but it definitely gives off a very different vibe um and the vibe she gives off in this movie is very like 
sort of like worried, like high strung sort of character, very like plotting and scheming. Definitely a change of pace from the sort of carefree-ish characters that she played before, like carefree and ditzy and aloof sort of characters, especially in like Gentlemen Prefer Blonde. But this movie, she's like, she's plotting something. Like she is like deliberately doing things like with a purpose. Her character is very driven. Which is fun to see, because Marilyn didn't get that many chances to, like, do this. So it was, like, her chance to play a a conniving villain. And I love that for her. Love that. So, we have, like, a little thing. The husband's like, we have to get out of here. And Marilyn's like, okay, I'll get the bus tickets. So she goes to the phone in the, like, lobby cabin, the main cabin, and she calls, like, the bus depot, but surprise, it's not the bus depot, it's her lover. And the dude's like, um, hello, you called? And she's like, yes, we need to, um, take care of him now. Tomorrow's the day that we have to do it. And by do it, she means kill the husband. (laughs) So... She's like, they like planned this out. So now they're going to kill him the next day. So Marilyn, oh my God, Marilyn, Rose, she gets the bus ticket. She's like, okay, let's go. So the next day they're like going to the bus depot. Um, and there Mar- Rose is like, um, waiting, looking around, being all sneaky, like, and her beau, the the guy that she's cheating with, um, shows up. And then he goes after the husband. So the husband is attacked by the dude. So then we cut away from that. And we get the police coming to talk to Rose. They're like, something's happened to your husband. We need you to come here now. So, they take her to the morgue, and then they reveal the body, but we don't get to see the body. But Rose is like, no, and then she faints. And then this bitch is out for, like, most of the rest of the movie. She only has, like, one scene left that she's awake in, but we have a couple of scenes with her, like, um, when she's unconscious. So she faints after seeing the body and she's taken to the hospital. So then Polly and her husband, for some reason, they feel like sort of um, close to this couple. So they go to visit her at the hospital Um, and then they're like, okay, but then they meet up with some other friends and then they go, they go do whatever. So then at night, Polly is in her is in her cabin. And then surprise, Marilyn, Marilyn's husband shows up. And he was dead. But he wasn't dead. Because it turns out, he ended up killing... When he got attacked, he ended up killing the dude that was trying to kill him. And then dressing up as the other dude and walking away. 
So everybody thinks that the dude that he killed was him and he got away pretending to be the other dude. So Polly's like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're dead. And she screams. So then the dude goes and hides and then Polly's husband and the cabin owner show up and they break the window to get in because it's locked. And they're like, oh my god, Polly, are you okay? And Polly's like, no, I literally just saw the dead dude. And then they're like, huh, you silly goose, that couldn't have happened, he's dead. So, but then Polly's like, no, he was here, I swear it. So they like go around opening the doors, opening the door to the kitchen, and he isn't there. So the husband's like, oh, just go back to sleep, Polly. It'll all be all right. Sir, wouldn't you be a bit more worried? (laughs) Wouldn't you? I would be, especially if you're in a cabin that's not your own. So after that, the next day, Polly and her husband are off doing like coupley things again. This time, again, they have the rain ponchos on. Super cute. Best outfits, by far. Rain ponchos. Love them. And Polly, when she's there, she gets split up from her husband. And again, she runs into the dead husband. But he... So then he spots her and she runs away. But they're on a little... Like, um, stairs that are put over the falls next to them so it's like sort of like you're walking adjacent to it but if you fall off you're like going to fall off (laughs) into the Niagara Falls so if you fall off you're dead so he's like chasing her and she's running away for some reason nobody's like hmm why is this lady running away and acting all scared maybe we should step in and like help her No, um, that's not going to happen. So he catches up to her and the rail, the wooden rail on the stairs breaks. So she's like about to fall off. But Marilyn's husband catches him, catches her. And but then he puts his mouth over her hand and like pretends to be like kissing her because another couple walks by and they're like, oh, couple things. Just a couple things that you do at on Niagara Falls. Um, so then he pulls her aside and is like, explains that he was attacked by the other dude and that he is still alive and that he killed the other dude. Um, so Polly's like, why don't you just turn yourself in for that because it's self-defense and you'd get away with it? Um, but... The dude's like, no. So then Polly's like, that's weird. Why wouldn't you do that? So Polly's just like, okay, I'll let you do you. So Polly and her husband, the next day, they go out with a couple of other friends who are like so inconsequential to the film, but I guess they're necessary because they get Polly and her husband onto another boat. Um, so they're just like doing their own thing. But little does Polly know that the night before, after she met up with Rose's husband the second time, that night, he 
found where Rose was and she was dispatched from the hospital and he goes and kills her after like a chase scene with her and he kills her. Um, also, never seen Marilyn like play a character that had to be like worried about being murdered. So that was like a fun thing to see. I guess like seeing differences in her range. Um, so Rose, she dead. She's gone. She's killed by the husband. So now the husband's again on the run from the law. But since Polly and her husband have been on this boat with their friends, they don't know that Rose has been found dead and that they're now looking for um, another dude. Um, so while they're on the boat, they have to go and get gas because they're like almost empty out of gas for the boat. So they go um, and the police show up and they're like, have you seen this dude? And the dude that they're looking for is not the name of the husband, but the name of the dude that was killed by the husband because they think that the dude that was killed by the husband is the husband and that it's like flip-flopped. Um, so now they're like, have you seen this dude? And they're like, no. So they go and get gas. Polly's the first one back to the boat. But while she was gone, the husband of Rose shows up and jumps on the boat and is trying to get it go to go. And for some reason, he thought that they would just leave their key in their boat. Like, sir, why would you think somebody would do that? That's like leaving the keys in your car, like in the ignition. Like, no. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, crap, they didn't leave their keys in. So then he has to, um, like, hotwire the boat to get it to go. But then Polly comes back to the boat early. So he's like, oh, Okay, so then he knocks her out and gets the boat to go. But the dude that was supposed to be watching the boat is like, oh, wait, no, don't leave. So he runs after the boat, but he can't because he's not a boat. So the boat goes off. Polly wakes up and is like, dude, why are you still running from the police? Um, it's literally self-defense. You'll get off for that. But then he's like, no, not anymore. So then Polly's like, no, wait, did you kill Rose? And he's like, yeah. So now Polly is like, she's got her knickers in a twist. She's on a boat with a murderer. First time out of self-defense, second time out of malice. Um, so she's like, crap, dude. <laughs> but then, since they're like at Niagara Falls, the river that they're on is leading to the falls and they run out of gas because it was established that the boat doesn't have that much gas. So the dude's like, do you guys have any more gas on this boat? And Polly's like, no, dude. We literally stopped the boat to go get more gas. Like, I feel like if you're going to hijack and steal a boat, you should... Hmm, check... Check the, um, how much gas there is in it. Especially before you start careening towards the falls. Because you might want some gas to be able to 
motor away from the horizon edge. So they're like, oh my god. And then the husband and the friend that they were with come back with gas. And they're like, oh my god, the boat's gone. Polly was getting back to the boat before us. (gasps) So then they're like, oh crap. So then they go to the police. The police start like this police chase thing. They get police boats. They get helicopters. They're like on the case now. Because now you have a murderer, well, murder suspect at the moment and um, a hostage. So they're like on the boat running towards the edge of the waterfall. And then there's one rock. Um, And Polly is like, she's like, I don't know. I would be out of my mind. I'd be like, ah, you know, because if you try to jump off the boat and land in the water, you're going to get ripped up by like the waves crashing into the rocks. And then you're just going to fall off the cliff anyways. You're not going to be able to outswim that current. So luckily enough, there's a rock before them and the murderer dude helps her get to the rock, but then he can't get to the rock himself. So Polly just watches as his ass goes over the edge of the waterfall with his boat. And she's like, this girl's going to be like traumatized for life. Like She's going to need years of therapy after this. Uh, from all the events that happened on her supposed honeymoon. So he goes over the edge with the boat. I hope that they had insurance for that. Um, and she is rescued by a helicopter. Now this helicopter rescue, they like lower um, a lawn chair that's like attached by straps to the helicopter. And there's no straps to like strap her in when she sits down on the lawn chair. And when she tries to sit down on it, it's like a, it's a real struggle. Like she tries to like climb on it, but that's not how you're supposed to get onto a chair. So she like struggles on that for a bit, but she's finally pulled up into the helicopter and saved. Um, so then we cut to the next day and they're like free from police questioning and all. And they're like, thank you officer um and Polly surprisingly enough she's like all good she's like happy she's like oh teehee what a honeymoon and that's how Niagara ends I'll be honest it it's much more fun talking about it than it was actually watching it I think the film was a bit It was a bit boring at times. It definitely dragged in places. Um, There was a lot of unnecessary stuff. And I would have liked a bit more of like Marilyn plotting. Like, why is she trying to get rid of her husband for being crazy? Aside from him not being that hot and also um, being crazy and paranoid. Um, like, how did she meet the guy? Why are, why, why are she and her husband both pulling Polly and her husband into this mire of crime, murder, and affair? Why couldn't they just, like, 
not have that. Um, but I guess it's because we're supposed to be following Polly and her husband through this with them as the audience seeing it unfold as well. So I guess I understand that. But it would have been much more straightforward and I think more understandable if we got rid of Polly and her husband and just followed Rose and her affair partner and her husband through that. But then again, then we lose the sort of mystery about it. We lose the strangers meeting strangers and Rose and her husband being the mysterious ones. Overall, will I watch Niagara again? No. The fashion was drab. Um, the acting was okay. The the scenery? I mean, it's Niagara Falls. Um, definitely, definitely a film. Um, but there are definitely better Maryland movies out there. But this Maryland film, definitely better than The Seven Year Itch. The Seven Year Itch can go die in a hole. I hate The Seven Year Itch. I'll probably talk about it sometime. But this is definitely um, one of my less liked Maryland, Maryland flicks. Um, so thank you. And this was Fine Wine. I hope to catch you next time.